Today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Make sure to check it out and tell them the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. Your Lockdown Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, July 8th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go and follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, good morning everybody. As always, thank you for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. To kick things off on the show here today, let's get into a little bit about the Stanley Cup playoffs, which of course came to an end last night as... The Tampa Bay Lightning defeated the Montreal Canadiens 1-0. It was another series-clinching shutout for Andre Vasilevsky and net. And the Bolts take home their second consecutive Stanley Cup championship. I guess we all should have seen this coming. I mean, they essentially had the same team as last year, just now with a healthy captain in Steven Stamkos and also in the postseason, a fully healthy Nikita Kucherov, who seemingly just picked up right where he left off last year. What an incredible run it was for the Lightning, or what an incredible run, I guess, it has been for the Lightning, because they've now made it to three Stanley Cups in the last seven years. The only one they lost, of course, came to our Chicago Blackhawks in 2015, but that now makes it three cup appearances in seven years, back-to-back championships, and they also have lost two Game 7s in the Eastern Conference Final in the past, both of which to what would go on to be the Stanley Cup champs in the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals. So really, every year for the last seven, the Lightning have had a legitimate chance to win it all. And to me, that's the definition of a dynasty, ladies and gentlemen, is someone who has witnessed one themselves. Tampa Bay is officially in the dynasty conversation. And I really can't believe I was foolish. I guess I shouldn't be surprised at myself, but... I can't believe I was foolish enough not to think they could get the job done and go back-to-back. I did have them making it all the way to the semifinals this year in my Stanley Cup playoff bracket, but uh, had them falling to the Toronto Maple Leafs, who then I had go on to lose to the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup Finals. So I was a little bit off, but, you know, at least I did have them um, go on, you know, to make a pretty good run or didn't have them getting eliminated in like the first round or something ridiculous. I knew this team was capable of putting together another deep postseason run and clearly 
they were capable of much more than that. So, congrats to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and also Lockdown Lightning host Adam Danker, who does a great job with his show. If you want to hear all about Tampa Bay going back-to-back, then be sure to check out Adam and Lockdown Lightning. He's a great source for all things going on with the Bolts. But with the playoffs wrapping up last night, man... What a couple of months we had where we were just blessed with tremendous hockey night in and night out. And with the fans back in the arenas, uh, it was just so nice to see things finally heading back towards normal. And I also think this was great timing to have such a fantastic postseason for the NHL. You know, there were a ton of upsets. No one thought Montreal was capable of what they were. No one saw the Winnipeg Jets sweeping the Edmonton Oilers in the first round. The New York Islanders made a hell of a run once again with Barry Trotz leading the way behind the bench. Um, That Vegas and Colorado series was nothing short of fantastic. And really all the series, aside from uh, the Winnipeg and Montreal series in the second round, but aside from that, all the series were really tremendous and just so fun to watch. So overall, I'm, I'm really, really happy with how these Stanley Cup playoffs went. I'm sure all the hockey fans out there feel the same. And uh, they definitely did not disappoint, to say the least. And for Tampa Bay, um, as I said, just another incredible run for a star-studded team. Andre Vasilevsky takes the con Smythe this time around. It also could have easily been Nikita Kucherov for how phenomenal he was coming off missing the entire regular season and then was just a complete weapon out there for the Lightning, especially on the power play. Opposing penalty kills just had no clue how to defend the Bolts' man advantage with uh, Nikita Kucherov at that right dot. But, I mean, just looking at this team as a whole, look at the names they got. I mean, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, uh, Tyler Johnson, Alex Kalorn, Andre Palat, Anthony Sorelli. Then on defense, they got Victor Hedman. Uh, Ryan McDonough was awesome throughout these playoffs for the Bolts. Uh, Mikhail Sergachev has really grown into his own defensively. D- uh, David Savard, who got acquired from the Columbus Blue Jackets at this year's trade deadline, he was a great addition to that team in the second half. Uh, Jan Ruda played. 12, 13 minutes a game and just tried not to be a complete liability when he was out there on the ice. He's now a back-to-back Stanley Cup winner. They also have um, Patrick Maroon, who's now won three consecutive Stanley Cups. Of course, he won twenty in 2019 with the St. Louis Blues and now back-to-back with the Lightning. Um, I mean, this team is about as stacked as it can get in the salary cap era. There really are no weaknesses at all on this roster. And that's kind of the build... I know it's easier said than done, but that's the build every team should strive to be in this league. That's a perfect model at how to become a great hockey team. Sure, you know, you need to have a few of the best players in the world, but you also need to have strong depth in your forwards. You need to have big body defensemen, and also you you need to have a great great netminder. If you don't have a great goaltender, you don't stand a chance. Um, you can't just have pieces of the puzzle. You need you need the whole package. And Tampa Bay certainly has that down in Florida and has had that for some time now. Um, and one thing I, I did want to add, I've seen a lot of salty Blackhawks fans on Twitter. For me, there's no jealousy or saltiness at all with Tampa Bay winning the Stanley Cup once again. It does make me a little sad that the Blackhawks never got to do that. They never got to go back-to-back. Thanks thanks a lot, Alec Martinez. 
Um, but there, there's no resentment at all on my end seeing the Bolts accomplish what they just did. That's just a, a great team they got over there. That's all I can really say. So, one more time, congrats to the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning for getting the job done once again. And uh, what a way it was to wrap up an incredible Stanley Cup playoffs for the National Hockey League. All right, I think that takes care of everything on the Tampa Bay Lightning, taking home their second consecutive Stanley Cup. Coming up in just a moment, I'll be talking about Blackhawks' 2020 fourth-round pick Michael Crudel inking a new deal with the Rockford Icehogs yesterday. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're also the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices? Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up talking about the Stanley Cup final wrapping up last night. Moving on now, it's time to get into a little bit of Blackhawks news here on the show today. As yesterday, the Rockford Icehogs announced that Blackhawks 2020 fourth round pick Michael Crudel has signed a one-year deal to return with the club through the 2021-2022 season. Crudel was a fourth round pick of the Blackhawks in last year's NHL draft. He went 110th overall. And the six foot three, two hundred pound Czech defenseman. He was set to play last season in the WHL with the Kelowna Rockets, but due to COVID nineteen affecting all the junior leagues up in Canada, the WHL wound up starting the year a lot later than they originally expected, which led to Crudel making the decision to make the jump to the AHL and play out the year with the Rockford Icehogs of the American Hockey League, of course, the Blackhawks AHL affiliate. And in his twenty one games there. Crudel recorded no goals and three assists while averaging 15 minutes and 33 seconds of ice time. And for a 19-year-old already playing professional hockey, I heard the organization was really pleased with Crudel's ability to adopt to the speed and the size changes so quickly, hence him getting this one-year deal to come back next year. And while I know three assists and no goals in 21 games offensively, that isn't great at all. Um, but he's also never really been known for his offensive abilities. Going and looking through his numbers throughout his junior career uh, with Sparta Praha, he never really racked up points or was a huge provider of offense from the blue line. That's just not his game. What he's more known as 
is a stay-at-home defensive defenseman who's solid at moving the puck out of his zone and can also use his large frame and size to clear out the front of the net and make life easier for his goaltender. That's why the Blackhawks drafted him. And so far, for being a fourth-round pick, which, by the way, the Blackhawks have had a lot of success in that round in the past, and it looks like they could potentially have another solid one here in defenseman Michael Crudel. He'll already be in his second season of professional hockey next year at just 19 years of age. He just turned 19 over a month ago on June 3rd, so he's still very young and raw in his development, and I'm definitely excited to see Crudel try and take that next step down in Rockford next season. And if all things continue to go well, then you can certainly expect Crudel to be given an entry-level contract by the Blackhawks following the conclusion of next year. But quickly taking a peep at who all the Blackhawks could have down in Rockford next year. I mean, of course, there's still a long way to go throughout the summer, so the roster can can definitely take some different shapes and forms. Um, But at the moment, you can, of course, expect Crudel to be down with Rockford and also fellow 2020 draftmate Isaac Phillips. Isaac Phillips with the Ice Hogs next year. He also kind of took a similar route that Krutel did, deciding to go uh, and play the year out in the AHL while the junior leagues up in Canada kind of figured everything out with COVID. Um, So expect Phillips and Krutel to be with the Ice Hogs next season. Then there's also Chad Chris, who's a former second-round pick of the Blackhawks, I believe, back in 2015 or 2016, one of those two years. I think it was 2015, but don't quote me on that. Uh, But Chris will likely be down there once again. Jakob Galvis will also probably be down with Rockford. Then there's still Alec Regula, who he will be trying to make the Hawks opening night roster uh, out of training camp. But with the logjam of youngsters they have on the back end, that'll likely be easier said than done for a guy like Regula. And then I also think one of Ian Mitchell or Nicholas Bodan will begin the season at the AHL level. I think... Uh, both of them were kind of rushed up last year because of, you know, the co- everything happening with COVID and uh, they just rather be giving them some reps on the taxi squad practicing with the big boys rather than kind of spending the year down in Rockford. In a normal year, I think both of those guys would have seen more time with the Ice Hogs. And I also think both of them are behind Adam Boquist, obviously, and also Wyatt Kalanuck going forward in the depth chart, unless something crazy this summer happens. Um, So, looking like it's going to be another year with a ton of youngsters on the blue line for the Rockford Ice Hogs, but that should make them a ton of fun to watch with, uh, you know, all the potential pieces of the Blackhawks' future blue line suiting up for them over the course of the season. All right, that takes care of the latest news on defenseman Michael Crudel signing a one-year deal with the Rockford Ice Hogs yesterday. Coming up in just a minute, it's time for 20-year-old forward Kirby Doc's 2021 season recap. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. The NBA and NHL playoffs are getting to their final rounds. UFC is in full swing all year round. 
and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I just got done discussing Blackhawks' 2020 fourth-round pick, Michael Crudel, signing a one-year deal with the Rockford Icehawks through next season. Now, before I finish up the show for the day, I still got to get into Kirby Doc's 2021 season recap. So for Doc, it was obviously such a challenging year for him. First, just to even take part in the World Juniors, I believe, um, by the way, where he was named captain of Team Canada, which is a tremendous honor. But to even take part in that tournament, Canada had a COVID, I believe they had to quarantine before camp. And then after just a couple days in camp, they had a COVID-19 outbreak, which led them to being forced to quarantine for an additional two more weeks. And then during one of their first exhibition games, Captain Kirby Doc suffers a broken wrist on what looked to be uh, a seemingly harmless collision, but he wound up completely snapping his wrist and having to undergo surgery, which not only cost him, obviously, the rest of the tournament, but also cost him the majority of his second season in the NHL with the Blackhawks. And I know a lot of people were really upset with the decision to allow Doc to go and play in the World Juniors, but to tell the kid that he couldn't go for the second straight year, let's not forget the Blackhawks told him he couldn't go in 2019, um, and, you know, having to turn down being the captain of the team that he grew up dreaming of winning a gold medal for, that just wouldn't be right. And a freak incident like that really could have happened to anyone at any time. That, that easily could have happened to Doc, you know, at training camp or, um, during one of the preseason games for the Blackhawks. It just so happened that occurred while he wasn't playing for Chicago, and that made everyone kind of lose their minds. But I will stand by the Blackhawks for making that decision because it was absolutely the right thing to do. Let's say Doc goes on and puts on a show and leads Canada to the gold medal. No one's going to be complaining about the Blackhawks' decision to, to let him go and do that. Um, and also... Doc and his agent came to the Blackhawks expressing their interest in wanting to play in this tournament. So if you want to be mad at anyone Blackhawks fans, go and be mad at Kirby Doc, which would be extremely ridiculous to do, and that should just kind of put things into better perspective. But getting into Doc's uh, 2021 season now, uh, fortunately, he was able to return by the end of the year because he was so ahead of schedule on his recovery from wrist surgery, but even in his 18 games with the Blackhawks, Doc just didn't quite look that comfortable or look like the same player that he was for the Blackhawks in the bubble. And I can't help but wonder, you know, if the Blackhawks should have just held him out for the rest of the campaign because taking a look at his numbers, uh, sure, Doc did finish with 
10 points in his 18 games played, which isn't bad by any means for a 20-year-old in this league. But out of those 10 points, Doc only scored two goals. And it was clear that, once again, he was entirely too passive with the puck on his stick. Doc, again, like a lot of guys on this team, um, just simply need to... I guess simply need to simplify their game a little bit and just fire the puck on net more often. Doc finished with 26 shots on goal in his 18 games played, so he was still barely over one per game, but considering that he averaged 18 minutes and 34 seconds of ice time and he was playing mostly a top six role on the same line with Patrick Kane... That's just not good enough and isn't going to get the job done. And again, I wonder if he was this passive because his wrist wasn't fully healthy enough for him to trust his shot. Uh, We did hear Doc himself say that his wrist still wasn't feeling 100%, but at the same time, um, multiple people who who have suffered uh, this injury or an injury similar have said that it won't be it won't return to feeling completely normal for some time, but it shouldn't be detrimental to uh, his movement or his strength or his game overall. But um, that clearly, it's hard not to think that the wrist injury played some impact on Doc only scoring two goals in 18 games. But one area I thought this also possibly affected was, excuse me, uh, Doc at the faceoff dot. And, you know... While Doc winning just 40.3% of his faceoffs this year, that could simply be due to his lack of experience. It's just also hard not to think that his wrist could have played an impact there as well. Um, the, you know, it, it's it's tough because 20 years old, going up against grown men who have been doing this for so long, even at, at even being fully healthy, I'm not sure Doc would have put up great numbers in uh, in terms of face-offs this year, but the wrist, uh, I'm sure it also didn't help. Um, and one area that I also wanted to talk about with Doc, since it was just such a short year for him, there's really not a whole lot to get into. Oh, one thing I did want to add, two goals, he shot 7.7%. So for a guy scoring two goals in 18 games, you'd think that would be closer to like five or six. No, he shot nearly 8%. So Kirby Doc, fire the puck on that big dog. You're playing with Patrick Kane. He needs shooters right beside him. Um, but the last thing I wanted to talk about with Kirby Doc, uh, one area that actually was impressive was his giveaway to takeaway ratio. In Doc's 18 games played, he racked up 18 takeaways compared to just seven giveaways. And again, I've said it a lot, but for being 20 years old, that is really impressive. Not only from the defensive side of things, because he's already proving to be a great two-way center for the Blackhawks, but he was also extremely calm and collected with the puck on his stick as well. And, um, you know, being a center and having to play with the puck a lot, to only have seven giveaways, I think that really shows Doc's maturity and also his confidence in his game already. And that's something I'm really looking forward to watching him grow at going forward in his career because I really do feel like he's going to become such a force on both ends of the puck for the Blackhawks eventually. It's it's just going to be a matter of time for him. But overall, taking everything into consideration for Doc, uh, I know a lot of people on Twitter were saying they would give him an incomplete for this year because they just didn't see enough out of him. But what's the fun in that, you know? 
I'm not going to give uh, Vinny Hinn- I didn't give, I should say, I didn't give Vinny Hinnestrosa an incomplete just because his year with the Blackhawks didn't consist of many games. I'm still going to give Doc a grade. Uh, whether you think it's fair or not, that's up to you. Uh, this is a segment I do for fun, um, so I'm not going to skip Kirby Doc just because he only played in 18 games. Um, but the grade I am going to give Kirby for his performance this past season, I think it's going to be a C plus. 41% of the voters thought Doc was worthy of a C, which tied with uh, another 41% of the voters thinking he was deserving of a B. 11% voted for an A, while 7% voted for a D or an F. I'm not going to go that high or that low for Doc. I think a C-plus fits him just fine. Uh, he still did manage to finish with 10 points in his 18 games. Not bad, but I definitely do need to see him be more aggressive in that offensive zone with the puck on his stick, especially if he continues to play on the second line with Patrick Kane. We also need to see him up his game at the faceoff dot. I mean, he no way around it. He's been pretty terrible in that department, to be honest. I believe he won 33% as a, a first-year pro, and then this season he did improve, but only got it up to 40%, which still isn't anywhere close to being good enough. But again, being so young, those things are going to happen. But heading into his third season of pro hockey, even though uh, both of them so far have been shortened, I think it's time we need to start seeing that percentage get closer to the 50% mark out of Kirby Doc. But as for the defensive side of things, you know, Doc is already trusted by this coaching staff on D, and for good reason. He's already a a pretty lethal back checker. He's also calm and confident with the puck puck on his stick and really good at moving the puck out of the defensive zone. And even though he's just 20 years old, he looks fully ready to serve as the second-line center moving forward for this rebuilding Chicago Blackhawks team. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, July 7th. It's July 8th, excuse me. Thursday, July 8th's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, go and get more of the sports news that you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news that you need in less time by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.